Okay, guys, so welcome to another episode. Today, I've got Phoebe Schechter. What's going on? How are you? I'm excited to be here and talk all things American football. Okay, because the thing is, right, you need to, because I don't know a lot about American football. I heard that they're making it a real sport this year in the UK. I mean, I don't know what that means. A real <laughs> sport. I'm going to fall out two seconds in. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm, I'm playing with you because I always, you know what, it's always like a joke I run through with people that sports that I don't really understand. It's really an insecurity of mine, you know, it's because I don't understand it, you know. So um, how's your day going anyway? Yeah, it's been really good. Productive. We um, did a live show this past weekend in Manchester. So yes. just kind of getting the, the come down from that, which has been cool. Catching up on real life. <laughs> okay. I'm assuming you're really busy at this moment of time. Yeah. So we are going into basically the divisional rounds. And then the week after that, we've got Pro Bowl, which is like an all-star game. And then it's a yeah. Super Bowl. So this is like one of the busiest times of years. But that's what makes it so exciting because you get some of the best NFL games that you might see in all history at this point. Yeah. Okay. I'll get you. So correct me if I'm wrong here. You you were the Team GB captain or you're still currently mm-hmm. playing? Yeah, I'm I know it's crazy to believe. I am 33. I'm still playing for GB in tackle yeah. and in flag, which is the non-contact version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought so with the flag. I was going to make jokes about the flag, but I'm not <laughs> going to make jokes about the flag, right? I'm just going to leave. So with the flag, it's you can you can play mix, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's kind of like tag rugby, really, and the belts are similar. Um, I mean, but to be honest, you can play mixed at tackle as well. A lot of our university students do. You can play in the senior league. I played for a team up in Staffordshire on the men's or adult team. So, yeah, you can really? play both. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an interesting topic. Now, when you're playing mixed and when there is a lot of contact, do you yeah. think there's an element of fairness or unfairness? If, say, someone agrees to play full contact with mix? Have you ever had an occasion where someone's left the pitch complaining, going out tackle was too hard or anything like that? No, I, you know what? You get things more where a lot of times I've been up, up against guys who either feel like they need to like prove a point and really come after you, or you get people that are a bit like timid and don't know what to do. But as a as a woman, I'm putting myself in that position, so I wouldn't put myself there if I didn't think I could handle it. And to be honest, this is still a sport that's in its infancy. And, and I'm sure you'll see this even when you go, yeah. when you watch sport or go to the gym. Like, there are a lot of dudes out there. Like, I love the gym. I love to lift. I'm yeah. going to be lifting more than some of these dudes I'm going against. So I'm not that worried about it. Oh, don't worry. I've had a little stalk. <laughs> don't worry. I've I've had a bit of a stalk. I know I know you can lift. You're, I can tell you're a very like, explosive athlete. But yeah, then again, there isn't a lot of you right now in the UK, right? Because you, you are, you're a good athlete. I've, I've seen some of your bits. Mm. But, but you're saying one of your roles, I'm assuming, is to like develop that in the UK. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big key for anything, right? There has to be a pathway program. There has to be a, a clear route for people to progress and, and just an entry point into the sport. And I, I don't think that's necessarily specific to women. I think that's like kids, you know, youth, yeah. grassroots. That's such a big part of how we develop this over time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I won't lie, that'll be a big challenge because, like, in the UK, football is such yeah. a huge culture. Like, that's all I was, I'm, my background is Turkish, so in Turkey, it's, like, just football. Like, yeah. 
there's nothing football and like Europa League with basketball. But mm-hmm. other than that, like if you if you ask someone to play cricket in Turkey, they'll be like, "What the hell is that?" Or <laughs> any other sport, you know. So, are you finding it quite difficult to try and like mix um, like American football into the culture of like the British? I think it's finding a way that a lot of times as Americans, I think people try and just push something on there on, onto like a new group of people and think you have to do it like this. We need to find a way to intertwine that into the British culture so that we as Brits can take advantage of that. But really, it's been great for the younger generation because like you're saying, football, like soccer football yeah. is such a big thing. You've got kids coming up through academies from four years old, but now you're introducing this whole new sport People have a level playing field. Nobody's better than one another. And a lot of times, especially like year four, year fives, those girls are awesome because they have way more body control than the guys do. And they take those leadership roles. And, you know, so there's a lot of benefits to that as well as having something totally out of left field. Yeah, I guess like when I think of like my upbringing and like some of the struggles that I had when I was younger, it's like my family didn't have a lot of money, right? I come from like a pretty refugee background where my family come into the country had no cash so playing football is cheap right yeah. so all you need is a ball what you need one man in the hood that has a ball and then everyone <laughs> else can play right but with american football you need a lot of gear right you do especially for the tackle version that you need yeah. helmet shoulder pads what we call a girdle which is like all padding on your lower half yeah. um but then you've got the flag version, the non-contact, yeah. where you just need a football and a flag belt, or you can just like stick some towels in the side, you know? So yeah. there's ways, or two-hand touch, whatever you want to do. I think yeah. there's ways, if you want to play, you find a way to do it. But I think it's key to get like footballs into people's hands just to give them the experience of, what do I do this? Because I can imagine, Darren, if I gave you a football, you would just want to kick it. <laughs> most likely, yeah, yeah, most likely, most likely. But... um what I've realized that, so you're, you're a dual, dual citizen, am I, mm-hmm. am I right? Yeah. So British and American? British and American. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so is your family like half half or? Yeah, so my mom's British. Um, yeah. Ironically, we kind of switch places. So I live here on my own and she lives over in the States. And then my dad was the American one. So I moved here okay. 10 years ago to work with horses. Totally not what I'm doing now. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I was like, I was listening to some of your videos and I was like, your accent's kind of going in and out depending on who you talk to. Yes. But like um, one thing I've noticed that like Americans do so well, which I didn't really understand fully until I went to America a few times and I was just in New York over Christmas mm-hmm. and um, repping the Yankees. I like it. <laughs> I was uh, I went to a Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets game and I do love it. I support the Brooklyn Nets now. I'm that guy now, you know. I'm a fan now. Came back all um, the year, no idea. All the year, no idea exactly. Um, but I know you guys when you're watching a sport, there's so much entertainment. Yeah. Oh my. And God. like that's such a good way to get audience in. Thanks. And like. When I went to the NFL uh, in, on t- at Tottenham last, was it last year or the year before? I think it was last year. Yeah. And um, the entertainment alone, fighter jets. I'm like, <laughs> forget the sport. <laughs> Put the exactly. sport aside. Uh, people should just go for the entertainment. And with the entertainment drawing the attention in, you you learn to like love the sport. Am I right? 
Big time. I mean, you just get the people there, and you can't help but watch the game. And I think something that's nice about American football and the NFL is you can chat. Like, you can be there with families. You, you can be there all day, really, because yeah. it's three hours at least. And you have these big conversations, and then, you know, there's an amazing halftime show. Last year's Super Bowl was probably the best, most dope thing ever. You know, you've got, like, everyone out there. It was, and especially for us, like, 80s, 90s babies, like, yeah. that is our genre. It was it was so cool. <laughs> no, no, that was that was unreal. Who, who was it that got upset that they didn't make it? There was one artist. Who oh. was it? Uh, well, we had 50 Cent. We had yeah. Mary J. Blige. We had... Yes. Um, Snoop was there, Eminem. right? Yep, Snoop. Snoop. Who were we missing then? What? Wait, was 50 there? Was 50 yeah, there? 50 was there. Was 50 was like, there. 50, yeah, that's right. 50 yeah. was there. No, I just remember something happened and there was like, oh, this person wasn't here and they were upset. But in my head, I was like, this has to be like one of the best like shows ever. How how are we going to... If, if you brought that to the UK... Exactly. Like, that would be a crazy level of attention on like NFL. But like... Talking about the sport itself, apparently, and correct me if I'm wrong here, um, apparently a recent study has shown that 33% of NFL fans in the UK are women. Yeah, Which absolutely. is, see, don't, don't test me, all right, Phoebe? <laughs> I know you're like, who's this guy? I just saw him on Instagram, blah, blah. Does he know anything about NFL? I came, I came with the came stats. came with the stats. I like it. I came it. with the stats. I came with the stats. Um, <laughs> So, would you say you're a big influence on that? I mean, I I think unintentionally, I hope so. It was, it's weird, it's a weird place, I think, to be in my position, because I'm, I'd like to think I'm quite humble, like, I don't want to ever think that I'm, I don't know, like, cocky in some way, but it was really nice this yeah. weekend. A few of the women that came to the event came up to me and were like, I'm a fan because I actually now see a woman in this position, and one of the things I always try and think of is, like, if you can see it, you can be it. Like women didn't really used to even get involved in sport because they didn't see anybody that looked like them in those positions. Now people, yeah. you know, how how great is it? We've had the lionesses kicking butt this year, and now yeah. all these young girls want to go play soccer, football. Yeah. Like, I think that's such a dream. If if you can have an an influence on people for a positive yeah. way, like that is a a, a win win. A hundred percent. I also think like female athletes like yourself, it's more important that you guys get number one a louder voice more opportunities to like talk on many platforms because your influence as a female athlete compared to the the shit that i'm seeing with female influencers oh. and the way they're influencing <laughs> young women and young yeah. kids in general for me and for like the message that i give is one of the most frustrating things you know so when i see like hopefully one day when I have kids and hopefully I have a daughter one day and if they if they were like I don't know if I can even say this but I don't care like a tomboy yeah like, yeah just dress like a boy and just yeah. played loads of sport I love that shit I'm like yeah. I'd much rather you go play football or something with the boys than yeah. be on your phone and mm -hmm. do all this nonsense do you know what I mean so like 100%. how do you sit with all of that and do you find that frustrating as like a female athlete or anything? You know, it's really, I think, I think lockdown probably brought out a lot more people, um, you know, and I think people get qualified a lot easier nowadays to be personal trainers and things like that. And it was interesting. I was going, you had, a, you put out a video a little bit ago about female influencers and, and yeah. camera angles in the gym. 
and I, it's, I think we, we show so much that's just not a reality or it yeah. influences the wrong thing. And, and it really like resonated with me what you had, what you'd put out about it because I was like, I, I go to the gym and I'm in a big old t-shirt and I'm sweating and I like, it's not a strong look for anybody, but I'm there for me, you know? And like, sometimes people go there and it's all about being comfortable in your own skin. If yeah. you're comfortable out there, like in your short shorts and your sports bra, like then yeah. good on you. It's just, that doesn't mean that has to be the same way for everyone. And I think just exactly. being really cautious with that messaging on their behalf, because these influencers are reaching these really young girls and they're saying that this is what you should look like, or this is what you should do. And that's not always right. You know? It's, it's kind of sad because it's like the way they're influencing people is like they would only be accepted if they get validation through likes and shares. Yes. So they push to this next extent, next level of mm. doing something to look a certain way instead of like feeling a certain yeah. way. And, and that's, that's the beauty of like a sport, right? <laughs> you know, like the team... When you're in the, like for me, the changing room banter, when I played football in Turkey, in Australia, so my background was football. I played like semi-professional part-time. Amazing. I got, I got the typical, I had one year pro, then I got injured, you know, I got that whole story. <laughs> but so, you made it. That's what matters. Yeah, you got there. One year. Yeah. I ticked the box that. and then it was not much money in it, but I did all right. <laughs> and um, after that, I was like, I missed like the community more than anything and that actually as an individual has helped me so much with what i do today you know yeah. you know and so if if there's like there'll be a lot of mums listening to this actually why why should their daughters or their kids in general like do the sport do nfl you know what i'm sorry so i moved this country worked with horses and i just saw an ad on social media to get involved in american football and i just i think when you're out of your comfort zone, you're so much more willing to take risks anyways. Yeah. But I went to it. I'd never played contact sport before. I'd never, re I, I really didn't like the NFL. I didn't like American football. I thought it was really start and stop and confusing. Um, and so, but once I played the community that you build around it, like you said, with, with your, with football, like the community you build around it, like yeah. that's my football family. And the second bit was probably the, and the most important, well, two other bits, I guess, the confidence and the like self-empowered feel that I got from playing this sport. Like you almost walk around like with your chest puffed out being like, I'm, I play football. I'm an American football player, you know, and that, and that's nothing can replace that because it's how you approach life with that attitude and the life lessons you learn from playing sport and being a part of a team. 100. And you know what? I think like the American culture and what I've seen and, what I've heard from like my American friends with like college football, college tennis and college sports in general is obviously a very big thing in America. Yeah. It's not really a big thing in the UK. You either play for a club or your country. Right. Yeah. And when I was, I was, I was lucky enough. I got invited by NFL when we got right to the sideline and we watched everyone warm up and stuff. It was amazing. And I loved the way the American football athletes were hyping each other. Mm-hmm. And I see that in the NBA as well. And I see that in a lot of American sports. Like, let's go. <laughs> and like, you don't really get that here. No. And I was like, I was so jealous. My family didn't migrate to New York <laughs> instead. Because I was like, I would have done really well in like somewhere yeah. like New York, you know. For and sure. Are you trying to bring that sort of like 
culture to where you're coaching and where, where you build your communities with a sport. Yeah. And I think, and you're spot on. Cause I remember when I first moved here, it felt really reserved. Like I know Americans can be over the top and kind of rah, rah, but there's a nice thing where you buy into it and you're like, no, we're just hyping each other up. And I think everyone's got a different philosophy and, and my coaching philosophy and, and who I am as a player, like I am high energy. I'm passionate about what we're doing. I'm excited for my teammates. I want to be a great support. And I show that by like leading by example, by getting, you know, hyped up and hyping everyone up. Because I think when you can like reach that next level together as a team, you can be unstoppable and, and yeah. everyone feels good about themselves afterwards, you know? Yeah. So how old were you when you started? Man, I was 23. Okay. Wow. Yeah, quite late in life, really, to pick up a contact sport. <laughs> no, no. It's, but so, what about? Do you have sporting background? You must have had something. Yeah. So, I mean, I think growing up in the states, you kind of are born and you're given some sort of like sporting equipment. So, I played. Um, I did some cross country. I always worked with horses. I played basketball on the boys' team when I was younger um, cool. in high school, and then lacrosse was probably my big sport. I played lacrosse goalie. So that probably helped a little bit. And then once I moved here and got involved in American football, I started playing a sport called Kabaddi as well, which is one of like India's national sports. And that is okay. so dope. I, it, really? Mm-hmm. Really? I need, to, I, need to, I need to look that up. And are you, you're obviously competitive. S- super competitive. Cool. <laughs> I don't know where so, you got that idea from. <laughs> that's, that's good. Then you and me should play a game one day. And, and it's going to be, I apologize from now on for you losing is what I would I'm just saying I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> you don't and even know yet like listen, I, will... I, know, I, I know I know I can sense this energy and I've just already won Phoebe I'm just saying there's innit? no way there's no way I, whatever what, the game is I will win it doesn't even matter no 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 listen I don't think you understand the levels Phoebe yeah we're gonna start off with my sport we're gonna do jiu-jitsu <laughs> I'm down with that that's what kabaddi is Oh, what? Really? Well, it's like a mixture of MMA, tag, like British Bulldog. Oh, yeah. It's... Oh, I'm, yeah, Look, I will okay. I will win. I'm. Let's okay. just let everyone know this now. <laughs> well, if you want to try Jiu-Jitsu one day, I'll take you to my okay. gym and then we can... Because I actually think, if you love what you do, contact sport, um, yeah. it's actually an amazing transition into uh, a sport that you can do for a very, very long time, you know? And I think yeah. that's one thing that probably keeps people like yourself or myself sane because i mean imagine if you had no sport in your life Uh, (laughs) i don't think anyone would put up with me (laughs) right yeah exactly like you need and even like when you think about it um because there's also with covid with all social media and with all the craziness and everything mental health as like is something that people are paying a lot of attention to right now which they should because we're fucked <laughs> a little bit. And I think one of the best ways to deal with all of those things and actually grow is through sport and exercise. Couldn't right? agree more. I and couldn't agree more. I think of it as like, look, everyone does different things as a form of meditation, right? And what yeah. is meditation? It's an opportunity for you to block out the rest of your world, escape from it, and think about only what you see in front of you, whether that's jujitsu, whether that's painting you know whatever that looks like for you yeah. as long as you can you can do something for yourself 100 percent. like it's you know that feeling of when you go into like a flow state when you're yeah. like you could you kind of don't even know you're playing or you're training yeah. it's just you're in the moment and yeah and you get like creative in like yeah. this weird way that's 
can't describe. And the sad thing is, there's a very high percentage of the world that have never feel that. I know, I know. Which is crazy, right? Crazy, because you see how much it does for us, like how it it's driven your life and affected my life, you know. And then people don't get that opportunity. It's it's mad, really. It is right. So you started playing, and um, like first of all, what was it like for your parents? To what was it like when you told them that you wanted to play American football? Were they like? Because I don't know if your parents are old school or not, and I'm sure like <laughs> there might be kids that might go through this where they, they go to their dad and go, I'm going to play NFL, and they're like, well, hold on a second. No, <laughs> you know, that might happen, you know? So yeah. what was that like? Yeah, I think um, a lot of people thought I was either, especially because I was living here, they, they meant, oh, you mean rugby or you mean like soccer? And I was like, no, no, like helmet, shoulder pads, that's usually the yeah. go-to. Um I mean, my mom still doesn't even know, I think, what I do. Uh, she'll just be like, oh, what are you doing out there? Are you just playing a little tournament? Is it mixed? What is it? I'm like, no, mom, we're just playing in the world championships. It's fine. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, my aunt and uncle were, I think they were probably, so they're quite traditional British. And they were really supportive, but at the same time, they're like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Like, is it ladylike, so to speak? You know, and that's kind of that traditional, you know, older thinking. But now they're like, now they see how much it's done for me and like see how yeah. it's changed my life and and I think these opportunities come along and you just have to go for it you know you never know what could happen down the road off of it 100% and I think that, again that's the beauty of sport like the amount of people that you meet the amount Absolutely. of people that the doors you get through is like the rooms you're in the people that you meet can yeah. open an, a, an unknown future I'm assuming you might have not even known that you'd be doing this sort of stuff like when you first started right not at all. Not at all. I literally just wanted to make friends, really. You know, and now, yeah. and, and even like with getting involved in coaching, that was only yeah. because I thought, oh, I can't play forever. And then broadcasting now, like none of this is anything. Yeah. I, I mean, even you and I, we would never have had this conversation, you know, if it wasn't for sport, essentially. Yeah, 100%. The next time I see you in an NFL game, you better say, you better give me a big hug. Uh, the biggest <laughs> couple ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Football family and, for life. Yeah, there you go. And, what what was it like when because um, coaching I'm a coach myself and I coach a lot of people through fitness health and yeah. some sports. What is it that you love about coaching? I think the ability to really influence someone's life and and watch them learn about themselves and develop over time. And then I think the second piece would be like coaching in the NFL or at that elite level like being around people with that mindset, that mindset of I want to do whatever it takes to be better for myself and for my team every single day. And if you're surrounded by that, like you feel like you're unstoppable. I mean, you think about who you're, you know, they always have that saying, don't they, about like who your five closest friends are and their reflection of you. Like imagine if you were around people like who are literally operate this high level every single day, you just feel like you can conquer the world. And and I think coaching just allows you to really change people's lives and, and like teach them so much about themselves and they find out so much about themselves. Yeah. And how, and when did you make that transition? Um, so I probably started going from player to coach, uh, maybe seven, eight years ago. Um, and it started with youth. Cause again, it was like, I don't really know the sport. I need to build my confidence up and yeah. youth is a really great way to do that. And then it just kind of skyrocketed. Um, I started coaching a men's team, in, and then they asked me to play, so I was like playing coach for them. And then I just, a lot of it was just like 
building opportunities for myself. So like I paid for myself to go out to the States and like shadow coaches and took a lot of, you know, how do I, how do I put myself, like you were saying in those rooms with those people to make those connections and then eventually getting into the NFL. And then you ended up being a Buffalo Bills coach. Yeah. Yeah. Which is mad. <laughs> so, and you know, what's crazy. Like what you said about like paying for yourself and shadowing coaches and stuff. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm someone that any money that I spend on experiences and stuff like that, I always see it as like an investment into myself and what I'll be doing. And there's very little people that actually think like that. So yeah. by you doing that, you ended up actually coaching in the NFL. Literally. I mean, like right before I got the training camp in the NFL, uh, the full season long training camp, I went out to a, a university in the States on the East Coast, lived on my head coaches, like lived in the head coach's basement for the whole season, made zero money. I got 500, what they called like, it's like a meal plan, $500 to last me a whole season. Like I eat a lot. I love food you know, like would run to work. And it's just what sacrifices and what experience can you like get for yourself that then makes like creates that story. Because I also knew if I was going to get into the league at any point, like I didn't want to just be placed there. I wanted to have earned my right to be there. And I think that's a really big key too. Yeah. And was it, and when you got into um, the NFL, which was 2018, Eight, yeah, so 20, 2017, 2018, 2019, that whole kind of year period. Stats, year man, period. I got you. <laughs> Until time didn't exist when COVID happened. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and so how did you get that opportunity? So it's kind of a combination of things. Um, we have something in the NFL called uh, the Bill Walsh Diversity Fellowship, and essentially it's like a minority pathway. So you apply to teams and hope that one chooses you. You go through like a rigorous interview process. Um, And for me, it came down to, so I applied for five teams. Basically, three were like, no way. And then it came down to one, the Atlanta Falcons and the Buffalo Bills. And really, I just finished a meeting with the kind of head, the GM at, at Atlanta Falcons and had an email from the head coach of the Buffalo Bills saying, can you hop on a phone call in 10 minutes? And I'll never forget this phone call because he he goes, oh, are you talking with anybody else? And I wanted to be really transparent. And I said, yeah, I'm talking with the Falcons. And he's like, oh, right. Well, tell them thank you, but you're going to be a Bill now. And that was it. Like his mic drop moment. Like I'll always still get goosebumps from it, you know? Oh, that's sick. That's like a, it's like a movie moment, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it <was laughs> that's a movie mo- And that is based in... New York, right? Yep, upstate New York. So pretty much 30 minutes from the Canadian border. Oh, snap. Okay, okay. New York is massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And how did you find living there? Where's your your dad from, from the States? So there, so, because New York's kind of like a weird shape. Like right above New York City is Connecticut. And that's really where I grew up in Connecticut. So it's like an hour from New York City. And then, but to get to Buffalo, it's eight hours north. And you're still in New York. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, it's really far. That's what I mean. It's massive. That's why people always say New York City or New York State. <laughs> okay, okay. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and then what What was it like first day walking into, like, the, the actual session? Was it Was it challenging? to NFL, NFL dudes are big guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're big guys. And I don't know how tall you are, but you're like, I'm not... You're like a pocket rocket. You look like you're going <laughs> to... <laughs> and what what was it like 
gaining the respect of athletes was that challenging or did they show respect straight away what was it like being a woman and just walking into that yeah so it was definitely interesting i mean i don't i i still look back at my first experiences and just think what a whirlwind that was and and for a lot of it i was like a deer in headlights because everything i'd never been at the elite level before everything was moving so quickly um but it was interesting you said like the building the trust and respect thing so like we would work out you know, the coaches would work out at like five in the morning. So we'd go get our workouts in as, and that was like a good way to start bonding with them. Cause obviously I didn't know any of them. The players would come in at the same time and like, they see you working out and working hard and working on yourself and they appreciate that. But yeah. we did this thing, my, so I was with defense, my first training camp and yeah. it's all about tackling. And yeah. so my coach was like, all right, how are we going to kind of expedite this process? So what they, what he ended up doing, he made a highlight clip, like a highlight reel of all my American football tackling and kabuddy tackling and showed it to the players. And that, that was like, they were like, dang, because they saw like I gave full effort and I was getting after it. And like that moment, I mean, I still am like tight with those guys because we started our relationship there, you know, and, and it's just, and, and then obviously you stay on top of it, right? It's, it's about, even if you ask me the time, if you're like, all right, what time is it? And I give you the right time. That is, that is the, a way to build trust. And if I don't know something, I'm not going to blag it. I'm going to, I'll be like, Hey, I don't know this, but I'll find out for you. And so being genuine is so key because the second an athlete finds or thinks that you're not being true to yourself, they'll be done with you. 100%. That's such a great way. Like very smart of you to be like, because I think a lot of, um, a lot of, you know what I think it's actually great. And as, as a female going into that, right you you definitely went in not saying because you're a female but yeah. as an individual and maybe because you're a female you went in with zero ego yeah exactly. right sometimes when men mm. male coaches majority of the time insecure ones yeah. go into an environment like that it's it's like they have a prove they have to prove something yeah. right mm -hmm. and it it rubs athletes the wrong way right yeah. mm -hmm. and then athletes show zero respect yeah which means they don't listen to what you have to say, mm -hmm, exactly. even if it's valid, even if it's valid, right? Yeah. And I guess to do that as an individual, I know for a fact, you need to have emotional intelligence. Absolutely. To be able to communicate with people in a way that they understand. Yeah. Right. No, it's on. Yeah. It's a big would, part of it. And would and you say sport helped you with that? Big time. Because, yeah. and especially I think American football, because you've got people from all different backgrounds that you would probably never naturally interact with because it may not be, you know, where you're from or whatever. But now all these different people are having to come together and work towards a similar goal, work towards the same goal. So learning how to have those discussions, how to navigate through that and like be a good teammate is so key. And, and emotional intelligence is, is key, interpersonal skills, reading body language, all of that plays a really big role into how you position yourself and you interact with others. Right. And were you traveling around with the team? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Everywhere. Yeah. So all the games, you know, I mean, I, I was part of the staff, so I do yeah. everything with them, you know, and it's early mornings, 5 a.m.s to 11.30 p.m.s and away games, home games, all of that. It is, it is full on nonstop. <laughs> Any cool stories? <laughs> <laughs> what you, you want to hear? I've got lots of stories. <laughs> I, 
Give me science. <laughs> just a random cool story. Random um, story. I mean, I mean, I think, like, even for NFL fans, like, okay, so obviously as a woman, I... And you, you, you'll probably see it at Tottenham when you go downstairs into, you know, where the bars are. If you ever yeah. go in there and you know it's all glass, yeah. you'll see across the way it says female staff bathroom. Okay, like, yeah. That's specific. They put that in just for the NFL. So oh. the soccer side don't even have that. Okay, okay. So in the States, especially when I was there, like, there were only three of us coaching, three women coaching the NFL. So most stadiums did not have their own, like, female locker rooms. So I would get, I've had crazy, I've had, like, broom closets, essentially, or, like, bathrooms in the back of the athletic training room. But the best one was the New York Jets and the New York Giants play at MetLife Stadium. So they okay. share a stadium. Mm -hmm. And so when I went, we were playing the Jets. And so they were like, oh, we'll bring you to your, you know, where you can go change, etc." And they gave me the entire New York Giants locker room to myself. <laughs> Had That's all cool. my stuff set up in the players' locker. Like, it was so cool. And I was just, like, chilling by myself. Like, literally an entire NFL locker room just for me. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Did, did, like, going to, like, some of the stadiums in the UK and anywhere else where there wasn't a section for uh, women, did that frustrate you at all? I don't think I can, I think overall, if you look at the progress for women in sports, I think we'll always say we're frustrated because it should be further, right? We're always going to want more. Yeah. I think we're building towards that. And I yeah. think, you know, the NFL has done a really great job of setting the precedent, but yeah. we do, I think it's frustrating that we just don't accommodate 50% of the gender, you know, yeah. and I think that's, you know, you go back to your initial stat, 33% of NFL fans are women that's awesome but like we can be better i mean you know like a lot of these if you look at like women's partners they might be involved in the game or or celebrating it yeah. like a lot of times female fans are important because moms hold the purse strings to bind the kids fan stuff so you know it's not it shouldn't be a surprise to people that we have women who support a sport because yeah. there's nothing that says it's for a man specifically yeah no i think your angle and your mindset around it is it's way more approachable than sometimes what well, well me anyway personally if i'm listening to someone when people play the victim card i personally get frustrated right yeah. i i like i can't listen i'm like just talk to me normal in it and then yeah. we can solve it whatever the problem is we can solve it together guys you know yeah. but people like to play a victim card right yeah. in not this scenario in any scenario and mm -hmm. i think if you're trying to get like women on board um, more and get more benefits for women in sport in general, mm. I think when people are more like your approach with it and understand like the evolution of the sport yeah. and what's happening in the world yeah. is you're just going to get way more support and way more fans yeah. than majority of the women that are screaming about mm. female sport should be, do be like this, that don't even play the sport. Mm, mm. you know so like your approach is way more like influential yeah. i would say right yeah i think so and i think there's also an element of we have to recognize too like for me i wouldn't be in any of the positions i'm in if it wasn't for men like i have some mm. amazing male mentors and and guys that have really like 
brought me into spaces, right? Because like there are spaces that you can go, Darren, that are, that there are people that look like you there. And so you have a greater influence than if it was just me there. So there is an, a definite needing of that relationship where you could bring me places that I may not get to by myself. And then once you bring me in, you're like, oh no, she's tight. And then everyone's involved. And I think there's a big key that like we need to work together in order to progress anything if we're going to get anywhere. One, I love that. That's that's so accurate because <laughs> I'm like that with my friends. I'm like, yo, you take me into the, like if I come to an NFL space and I see you, you're going to introduce me to a, probably an yeah. NFL player that I would have never met. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that guy wouldn't have looked at me, but he might go, oh, that's one of maybe Phoebe's friends. Yeah. And then has a look at my profile, goes, oh, he does good stuff or whatever yeah, it is, you know? Literally. And, and if everyone was that, I guess, open-minded, I guess, everyone would, the world would be a better place. Right? <laughs> the world, We're just the changing world the world, be, it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> just so, a normal day. <laughs> just slowly changing the world. And <laughs> apparently soon, it's, um, what, Super Bowl 57 in Arizona? Yes. Oh my god. In Arizona? Gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and excited. <laughs> so give me give me some details about that because okay. Why should I tune in? Like why should I watch it? Well, first off, it is going to be electric in terms of competition. So this okay. weekend on Sunday night, uh so basically on Sky Sports we're gonna air it as well, but we're going to find out who the two teams are that are going to go to the Super Bowl. So in the NFL, you have the AFC and the NFC. This okay. weekend, the two teams from each of those are playing each other in the division to see who's going to win the NFC and the AFC. Whoever yeah. wins, those are going to be your Super Bowl teams. So from there, then you've got Pro Bowl, which is kind of like a week break, a bye week we call it, for yeah. the NFL teams that are going to Super Bowl. And then that's where you have your all-star game. Uh, and then, yeah, it's going to be crazy. So, like, State Farm Stadium in Arizona, Sunday, the 12th of February. They're kicking off at 1.30 p.m., and it's just going to be awesome, whoever whoever it is that gets there. And we've got one of the youngest quarterback ages, age groups, really, that we've ever had, which is they're so electric to watch. They're so exciting. They're so athletic. It's insane. Oh, amazing. Cool. I love, I'm not going to lie, when it comes to like, is it Last Chance You on Netflix and yeah. stuff? <laughs> when I see like the quarterbacks and stuff, I'm like, oh, man, I, I, lo I love the whole energy about like the sport and bringing up young athletes. Funny yeah. enough, actually, I was something I didn't know, right, was how big college football is. Massive. Right. So. I went on my own to New Orleans, right? I traveled a lot on my own. I was in Austin doing jiu-jitsu with some guys that I know, and I was on my way to New York, and I was like, let me stop off in New Orleans. I stopped off in New Orleans because a friend recommended, like, it's a great night out, great energy. You need to, like, check it out. I go on my own, and I go out on my own, and New Orleans is one of these places that's, like, mad energy. You get dragged into, like, a bar and have a laugh, have a dance, whatever it is. And before I go, go, go out, I see a police escort with a bus, right? Mm -hmm. And I see like kids coming out of it. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, this is crazy. So I, I look at it, but I don't acknowledge it too much. Then I'm out and I'm out and I'm in a bar and this big, like six foot 10 beast comes up to me. He's like, how you doing, man? Like Southern accent. I'm like, yo, I'm good, bruv. What are you saying? And he's like, where are you from? I said, oh, London. I go, what about you? He goes, oh, we're here for the football and all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, sick. Where are you playing? He goes, oh, we're playing at this stadium, like 60,000 plus people. And I was like, 
what? Mind blown. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was like, do you have Instagram? I was like, yeah, I've got Instagram. He goes, maybe I'll hit you up in London. I said, yeah, hit me up, whatever. Yeah. Random, big ass 21 year old. <laughs> and I was like, go for it, whatever. He looks up my Instagram and he goes, oh shit, who are you? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just like a fitness guy from London. He yeah. goes, well, you're, you're out with us tonight. And they're like, and they don't make much money, right? Because they, no. like, they don't get paid. So I bought, there was like, 10 of them so i just yeah. bought all of them like a big round of drinks Aww. right <laughs> and next minute you know they're dragging me from one bar to another and i ended up like having a night with them it was a fun oh night gosh. but it was i couldn't believe like the stardom of like energy that they had from just college football yeah. which feeds obviously feeds into the nfl right and yeah i hope one day um sport gets more like that in the uk because yeah. I really think it can not only help a lot of people, it's just way more entertaining as well, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's all about the entertainment. And it's crazy to think that these young kids are so successful, I mean, in terms of like their their profiles, because they're already being looked at to go into the NFL combine, get into the draft. You know, they're already thinking about those next steps in their careers. But yeah. I think it's also like the U.S. does a lot in terms of sports at a young age are so key. And we have so many facilities, like our school days are based around playing sports. And I think that we just don't quite have that level of emphasis over here. I, I think like, even if you look at PE teachers, especially in the younger ages, you know, primary, it's usually the teachers who are in the school, unless you bring in an external PE teacher. So if you're not yeah. interested in, if you know, if you're a, I don't know, music teacher and you're not interested in PE, but you're supposed to teach PE, are they kids going to have the best experience? Probably not. I, I think PE teachers, teachers are not going to like hearing this, but I think PE teachers, to be a PE teacher, should have a sporting background for sure mm -hmm. before they can teach. Yeah. Because I think that would advocate the kids to do a sport and grow up with. Yeah. Like, I, I, look, I'm a personal trainer. I don't like gym culture. No. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. It's cringe, it's horrible, yeah. and the only reason you should go to the gym is to build muscle or improve for your sport. That's what yeah. I think. Right? <laughs> and that sort of message would 100%, 100%, like, I guess, again, make the world a better place. And great. I just want to say thank you for coming on, and it's been great, like, chatting to you. Thank you. And, um, great to you, too. Yes, yes. And we'll have to, like, proper link up at some point, I'm sure, at the NFL or something, for sure. Yeah. And just to remind everyone, um, they can they can catch it on Sky Sports, right? They, yeah. And they can catch you on Sky Sports as well, right? For the yes. Super Bowl, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Super Bowl, you got myself and the team on Sky Sports, uh, NFL. You can also also watch it on like demand, or we've got our NFL review yeah. show Tuesdays, NFL Red Zone, Thursday Night Football, yeah. Monday Night Football, Her Huddle on Thursdays. There are so many cool things. Rihanna is the halftime performance, which is so cool. Yeah. So, Yes, exactly. So lots of ways to get involved. And, you know, if I can help people at all get involved in the sport in their country, in the UK, like the domestic game, please don't hesitate to reach out. Yes. And that's on, is that the 12th of February? Is the 12th, that the 12th of, of February is the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm on point. I know what I'm talking <laughs> I know. about. You're and nailing if, it. <laughs> if you think about a time difference, I'm assuming it's like 11.30 p.m. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> you know what? 
I'm just waiting for my invite to the studio now, all right? I'm just yeah. waiting for my invite. I'm just That's waiting it. for my invite. <laughs> and can you tell people where they can find you? Because your great energy, great influence on women and in general people in sport as well. So can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, I mean, I'm literally just Phoebe Schechter, Phoebe underscore Schechter, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is. Uh, I've got you on TikTok, all that stuff. But yeah, I'm there. I want to help. So if I can do anything to help people, please let me know. Amazing. Thank you for coming on, Phoebe. And thank you guys for listening. Make sure you go check out her profile and go show some support and love. Peace.